Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. This is Pastor Lenny. Pastor Lori. No, I'm not her father. Who said that? <laughs> I was just having fun with the beard for a little bit. That's all. It's going to come off because it's so so itchy and scratchy. And I don't want nobody saying, is that your daughter? Because look how fine my wife looks. Good look morning. how handsome my husband is. So, just keeping it for a little bit longer, that's all. In fact, you know, tonight I'm going to be visiting some people and I'm going to be in camouflage, so I don't want them to know who I am. So anyway, good morning. Good morning, mother. How are you? You see, you missed me saying that I'm going to be at church on Sunday. This won't be here. This won't be here. And uh, it'll be gone. But anyway, hello, mother. And uh, we just want to let everybody know how much we love you guys and we appreciate you. And, um, you know, you energize, you energize me. You really do. I mean, I just get so excited because I know you guys are going to be jumping on and, you know, there'll be more of you during the day and uh, you'll be listening. So um, I'm always excited to, to have you guys join us and I'm excited to, to bring you the messages that the Holy Spirit gives me. And, you know, he brought something to me this morning and um, I hope that uh, it, it blesses you guys. So again, thank you for all you do for us. And so this week we're going to be talking about um, new, new, because we're, we're going to be coming up to a new year, right? Yep. 2023. The best 20, year yet. The best year yet. Yep. The best year yet. And, um, you know, I know there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of churches that, um, you know, are having their, their congregations um, fast in the beginning. We're going to fast. We're going to fast and bring in a new year, right? So I remember, you know, I remember doing that, you know, and we, we, we used to put our requests, you know, on the big board. Everybody would put their request, requests on the big board. And, uh, and then we would go on our, you know, our, our fast, 21-day fast, as if, okay, at the end of the 21 days, we're going to expect that God would answer our requests, Right. Well, we thought it would jump starting to looking at yeah, us. Yeah, you know, because of what we did, uh, because what we gave up, because of what, you know, our sacrifice, you know. Believe it or not, that's still part of the do-it-yourself system. Doing something to expect God. You know, God has already done and he's already given. Yeah. So, you know, so the reason for fasting is, is not in order to, you know, you're not trying to get God's attention, you know, and you're not trying to get him to, you know, you're not trying to get him to move in a way that he's, he hasn't been moving in yet or whatever, or, you know, speed him up. You know, maybe we can speed him up. <laughs> the purpose for fasting is to just put down the flesh. That's the purpose of fasting. Put down the flesh so that the spirit could be elevated within you and you could hear more. So we should all be fasting. <laughs> well, you should be led into a fast gotcha. by the spirit. The spirit will do it. The spirit will lead. He'll let you know. You know how many times I've tried, and this is message isn't on fasting, but you know how many times I've tried to fast? And then there were then there were times where all of a sudden it's like, honey, I haven't eaten now for a couple of days now. The Holy Spirit's led me into a fast. So we're just we're just gonna keep going. And he's speaking to me. You know, it, it Paul says in Romans chapter eight, you know, if you're a son of God, you're daughter of God, son of God, you're led by the Spirit. You know, and if you're not led by the Spirit, you're no child of His. So the Spirit will lead you. Just, just listen. 
And don't say, you, you know, God doesn't talk to you and you can't hear because that's not true. Because Jesus said in, in John chapter 10, my sheep know my voice. They know my voice. You know, and that's one of the uh, confessions that I used to have in the beginning. You know, I used to, used to use that verse where it said, my sheep know my voice and another they will not follow. So I used to wake up all the time and I used to say, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that I hear your voice. And thank you, Lord, that another I will not follow. You know, and Psalm chapter 45, verse 1, tells us where our, our tongue is a ready writer on our heart. It, it, it writes, it writes, it writes. So, you know, there's sometimes you have to, you, you confess it, you know, and, and you see, as you're confessing it and speaking it, your receiver, your receiver is picking it back up and it's bringing it down to your spirit, you know, your soul. And then all of a sudden, it becomes part of your belief system. And so, you know, I believe I hear him. I believe he leads me, and I believe I believe um, I hear him. And then, then the other thing is, you know, one of my confessions wa was, um, you know, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Okay, well, that was what he said to Jesus. Well, if his, as Jesus says, so am I in this world. That used to be another confession, you know. And this is all, This I hope this all blesses you because it's all things that we should... We should. We're, we are being led by the Holy Spirit, and it's not a work. We're being led by the Holy Spirit. He should be leading us into this, where we say, "Well, thank you, Father. You know, I know I please you. I know I please you. I know, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. So I know that I'm your beloved Son, and in whom you're well pleased. And and so you start living life knowing that you please God. And and why is that? And why is that? You know, that's good. That that removes all guilt, shame, and condemnation. And, and, and it allows you to know that you could, I could always boldly go. I could always boldly go before him. We're saint. We're blameless, saints. Holy. Blameless and holy ones. Worthy, innocent. That's right. Innocent. Amen. Because of? Jesus. That's right. And only Jesus. So yesterday, I hope you caught yesterday, we, we talked uh, about uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. So I titled today's, you know, message, uh, brand new, brand new, never, you know, renovation. You know, when you have a renovation project, you can take your house and you'll and you strip the walls or whatever, and, you know, or you strip the wallpaper, whatever. It's the same structure. It's the same house. You just, you're just, you know, renovating it. Well, God doesn't, he doesn't renovate us. He doesn't renovate us. He makes us brand new. He makes us brand new. Now, there's a difference between being made brand new and becoming transformed. Transformed is not the same as being renovated. Okay. All right? So we're going to get into this. But remember the scripture we talked about yesterday. And uh, let me see. I have my... You like these? Not really. Does it make me look intelligent? No. No? Well, no. How, how does it make me look? I don't know. Nerdy. Nerdy? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Good morning, Kay. How are you? How is Mississippi? M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. -S 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 so anyway, remember, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, we talked about that yesterday. Okay? There's a difference between brand new and transformation. We're going to be talking about that today. 
Now, it's important to understand that Paul is talking to believers here. You know that, don't you? So he's talking to the believers. He's not telling them to be brand new. He's telling them to become transformed. Okay. All right? And so we're going to look at being, you know, becoming brand new. All right? And so we're going to look at John. How's these glasses? Better? A little bit better? All right. So anyway, yes. we're going to look at a scripture from John because John was greatly, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, greatly motivated or... He was influenced. He was greatly, people don't understand this, but he was greatly influenced by Paul. You see, John spent a lot of time in Ephesus. And Ephesus was, what, was where one of Paul's largest churches was located. Okay? Mm -hmm. Timothy was the pastor there. And they were strong in grace. And John was greatly influenced by Paul. And so when you read that, you understand, wow, this is, this is what helped John received the revelations that he received. Okay. And so one of the one of the biggest ones was John chapter three, verse three, where um, Jesus is talking with Nicodemus, right? And he makes this statement. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, 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 verily I say unto you, except a man be born again. Born again, or born anew, not renovated. Not be refabricated, okay? Not done over. Born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And I love John also in, in chapter 1, verse 12. And these are scriptures that we should know. They should roll off our tongue because they should be implanted in our spirits. They should be implanted in our souls. So John chapter 1, verse 12 and 13. For as many as received him, to them he gave the power, right? to become who gave him the power. God the Father gave them the power to become children of God to as many as believed on his name, who were born not of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but who were born of the spirit. Okay? And so now we lead into becoming born anew. What is being becoming born anew? I know you like these. These kind of look like the first pair. No? No? They're, they're a little feminine. All right. We'll see. Okay. So now we know. Here's new. This is what Paul is, this is what Jesus is talking to Nicodemus about. New, not renovated. New, not renovated. We become new, and then we become transformed. So we're going to be talking about that. New, right? Is it making sense so far? Okay, yeah. All right. So now we know. Therefore, if any man is in Christ... Therefore, if any man is in Christ. So Paul is not saying, therefore, if any man is in Christ. That's not what Paul is saying. The if is is a um, an understanding that we are. So he's saying, look, you are in Christ. Right? So therefore, if you are in Christ. Okay. You follow what I'm saying? You follow what I'm saying? Say amen, mother-in-law. Amen. See, my mother-in-law is not on, in Facebook because she got locked out of her Facebook, but she's here in person. So, if, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Behold, all things have passed away. The old order is gone. The old man, the sinful nature, right? Man is a, a spirit being. Who is that? I don't want to start church. Man is a spirit being, right? And, and he has a soul, mind, will, and emotions. And it's housed in an earth tent. 
But the real you and me is the spirit being. Right. Now, the old one, the old man, was, was of the fallen nature. Was of the fallen nature. Okay? Was of the fallen nature. Done away with. Gone. And a brand new man has come. A brand new man has come. Understand? Mm -hmm. New. So now, that word new, you know what that word new means? Okay. The word new means, listen, the word new means recently made fresh. Recently. Not renovated. Okay. Not doctored up. It's not like, you know, we go to your mother-in-law's house and she's going to make us a, a pumpkin pie. So she buys a pumpkin pie from the store and she just doctors it up. Put some cream on Yeah, put some stuff on there, you know, and then just tries to pass it off as hers, or new. No. She gets, she goes and she gets brand new material, makes a brand new pumpkin pie. You know, we're, we're not, we're, you know, we're not renovated. We're not refabricated. Brand new. New. Recently made fresh. It's recent. It's never been, you see that word right there? You don't, you can't hear, here, put these no, on. No. No. <laughs> it, what does it mean? All right, he's having fun. It means unused, never used before. Nice. Right? It means nice. unworn, never been worn before. <clears throat> it means of a new kind. This is what a new species of a new kind. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. Uncommon. That's Uncommon. why Peter says we are a peculiar people. So. This is instant newness. Instantly, we are the new man. Instantly. Instantly, we are just like Jesus. This is what we don't understand. I want my dad-in-law to understand this. Instantly, we are established in the anointed. We're not trying to become anointed. We're not trying to get anointed. We're not trying to become anointed by God. Instantly, the new man is just like Jesus. Holy, what were you saying? Holy, righteous, come on, blameless. Worthy, innocent. Perfect, innocent, complete. Instantly. And, and established in the anointed. How do I know that? How do I know that to be true? I'm going to tell you how I know that to be true. This is why you need to know your Bibles. And you need to know these verses. Okay? 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21 and 22. Can you see what it says? No. No, because you don't have your glasses on. Okay, it says this. Now, he, who's he? The Father, which establishes us in Christ, right? It's he who has established us, established us in Christ. The Father has established us in Christ. And has anointed us. So we're anointed. It doesn't mean, it doesn't say he's going to. He has established us in. Christ. And anointed us. In the Father has done that. That's where we are. Okay? Nice. It is God who has also sealed us. Sealed. And given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. He has given us. We possess it. We have it. We this have is beautiful. So now, new is not renovated. New 
you know, new is not restored, you know, it's not uh, reconstructed. New is new. But now Paul says, yes, you are new. But now you have to become transformed. The difference between new and transformation, we're going to talk about that, right? So we're new. Now, what has to happen is we must become awakened to it. To our newness. Correct. Thus, the renewing process. Okay. We have to become awakened. Change the mind and the way we think. Change the soul. Soul. Mind, will, and emotions. Exactly. Gotcha. There you go. You want to take over? No. Why not? You I'm know just, it. You know as much as I do. Okay. We must be awakened to it. Thus, the renewing. We must become intimate with these scriptures. Okay? Here we go. Romans chapter 6, verse 4 and 5. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be planted with him in the likeness of his resurrection. Okay? So think about that. That scripture, become awakened to it, right? I am likened unto him in the resurrection of newness of life. How was how Jesus appear? How did Jesus appear with, with newness of life? How did he step out of that tomb? Perfect. Perfect, right? Healed, whole. So this is one scripture that we have to become awakened to because the newness, right? The newness within us is there for the creation of the resurrection life, of the newness of life. Is this good so far? It's awesome. All right, so now, that's one scripture you have to become acquainted with. Now, the other one is Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 and 20, where it says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. Now remember what we said before. Who established us in the anointing? God. The Father. So we are already established in it. Right. And we're already sealed. What does that sealing mean? If something is sealed... I can't get out. Oh, you can't lose it. <laughs> can't lose it. You can't lose it. Okay. Are you getting excited? I, I, I was, and yes. Okay, so now we are new. We have to become awakened to it. This helps us become awakened to it. This is part of Paul's prayer. Oh, that you would know. That you would know. That you would know. That you would know. Okay? And so here's, a, here's another we one. We are knowing. Amen, and we are knowing. So here, here's another one. This is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 through 7. You need to know this. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, quickened us together with Christ. We have been quickened together with Christ. We have been quickened together with Christ. Christ, me. Christ, her. Christ, me. We've been quickened. We're together. We're together. <laughs> Quicken together, man. 
We have been quickened together Never with <laughs> Christ. You know, by grace you are saved. And, ha and he has raised us up together. Right? Raised us up together and made us to sit together. Together. We're sitting together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The right hand of the Father. We're sitting together. This is a reality. This is what happens at new, at born again, at new, at new creation. Now, we have to become awakened to it. This is where the transformation takes place. The more you become renewed and awakened to it, the more the transformation takes place. And we have the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Jesus Christ. Now, listen to this verse. Here it is our love made perfect. Right? Mm -hmm. This is 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. So now, as you grow, as you grow, as the Holy Spirit takes you, and your revelation, the illumination, your understanding, as led by the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit grows. Mm -hmm. All right? Yeah. In the fact of God's love for you. Yep. This is where John is saying. Here in his love perfected. How do you know love has become perfected in your life? You have boldness before God. People that don't have boldness before God. The love of God for them. They don't understand it. Because here is love perfected. We have boldness before him. Because as Jesus is, so are we in this world. So think about Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Love has been perfected. We understand it. We're illuminated. Now we can boldly come before the throne of grace. And receive mercy and grace. Oh, man. Great year. Now. This is where, okay, those of you were looking for healing, okay? We have been made new. And, and, and this could happen immediately at Born Again. This could happen immediately, suddenly. But let's say, because of cloudiness, it hasn't. As we become awakened to the newness of life, that's when the transformation takes place. So as you become awakened... This is where Romans chapter 8, verse 11 comes into play. And if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead will also restore to life your mortal, short-lived, perishable body through his spirit who dwells in you. So you see, that's the transformation. The renewal... The newing has the newness has taken place. Perfect power anointed. Now, as the renewal takes place in your soul, the transformation takes place in your body. Mm. That's the word of God. I love it. You love it. I do. Okay. So now, so now here we go. We're bringing this to a close. As we grow in the revelation and illumination and understanding of the newness of life. As shown by the Holy Spirit, we are led to the mirror 
the mirror of understanding where we see Jesus Christ, where we see Jesus, then the body must follow in the process of revitalization, transformation. Wow. Wow. Awesome. The difference between newness and transformation. I hope you were blessed. Ooh. I hope you were blessed. Definitely. We love you, and we will see you tomorrow morning. And you.